Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So what is personal brand? Well, really, it's just a fancier word for reputation. And reputation is just a fancier word for what other people think of you. Does it even matter? Well, yeah, it sort of does. In today's episode, Shell and M will give you some practical steps to help build your personal brand. They'll explore how managing your reputation can future-proof your career. Welcome to My Millennial Career. I'm Shelley. I'm a HR professional. Hey, Shell. How are you going? Good. How are you, Em? Good. I'm Emily and I work in recruitment and customer experience with a business called Forsyth's Recruitment and HR. So I've been working on my LinkedIn profile, trying to get a bit of a handle on all this personal brand stuff. But before we kick in, what is personal brand, Em? I think it's probably important for us to say up front really early, not a marketing guru. So when it comes to branding, I'm going to give you my version, which will be very much the layman's terms version. And there'll probably be a bunch of people that know way more than me. But this should at least give us a starting point to begin building our brand and What I would suggest your brand is, it's how you differentiate yourself from the people around you. Plain and simple. Who are you? What are you known for? In my mind, what does that mean? Who are you and what are you known for? I think of it as, what am I committing? What am I promising to people who come into contact with me? So any interaction that I have, I'm thinking, and this could come from the fact that I've worked in that consulting environment. So I'm hyper aware But for me personally, this has really come onto my radar throughout my career because I am moving around, meeting with different people every single day. And often what comes before that is an interaction on LinkedIn, like you've said. Maybe they've simply had a look at my profile. Maybe I've looked at theirs. And those first impressions are actually happening without you even being there. So it's really something that I have come to know through that point of view. But the other thing that I often think about is this idea of reputation versus identity. So identity being how you see yourself and reputation being how others see you or how they perceive you, how they experience you. And it's that consistent reinforcement through those interactions, whether they be online or whether they be in person, whether they be direct or indirect, over time that's going to create your brand. And do you know what, Shell? If you don't define your brand and you don't manage that and work on it and it's an infinite game, then everyone else is going to do it for you. Yeah, so I think we all have a brand whether we like it or not. And I think that means if we're if we're unintentional about our personal brand, it'll just take shape for us and it may not be a good representation of maybe who we are or what we want to portray in the workplace. And you might miss opportunities. I actually had you on LinkedIn well before we even knew each other. Yes. And it's been interesting for me to reflect on over, oh, it's been years. What did I think of this person before I actually knew her? Yeah, that's it. And I think that is a good example. It happens whether we like it or not. And so we get this opportunity to manage it. Why 
in your mind, Em, why does it matter that we manage our personal brand? I think it's that idea of not only creating opportunities that we mentioned, uh, but not missing opportunities. So for you to be able to manage your career and to own it, not only right now, but well into the future, it is absolutely imperative that you use the tools available to you, including the interactions that you have in person, the interactions that you have through the internet uh, or even through other people and, and what they think of you. Even if you're sending an email, what does that email say about you? How are you responding? It's also an opportunity in my mind for self-discovery and growth. So if you're at the beginning of your branding journey or even if you're evolving it over time because it is always a work in progress, you will never get to the end of it in my mind. I think you need to treat it as something that needs constant attention, then you're actually continuously checking in with yourself and checking that your personal brand continues to align to your goals, to who you believe you are, so that identity that you have of yourself and what you're trying to achieve. And it's an opportunity, therefore, you know, why does it matter? It's an opportunity to get what you want when you want it. So in terms of defining our personal brand, do we need to look at ourselves and our career in the same way that a marketer thinks about the corporate brand? I think we're always selling ourselves. So whether it's to do with the fact that similar to me, you work in a consulting environment or you work in a sales role, you might feel more directly like you're selling, but I would actually encourage everybody to think of themselves as being a salesperson. You're selling yourself in a meeting to achieve an outcome, in an in workplace in order to get a promotion or maybe you don't even know the internal career movement you want yet but you would like to set yourself up so that if you decide that you do in the future the opportunity is there for the taking it's about selling yourself to the next employer so more and more employers will actually come looking for you before you go looking for them you have the opportunity to represent yourself and your narrative, your career narrative with real conscious thought, real effort and not let it be controlled by others if you are actually tuning into and managing the first impression and then the branding ongoing and developing your reputation with a sense of control and ownership. Nice. So I think, well, if I'm going to be really honest, I've always cringed when I've heard people talk about personal brands. Why? Why? Explain. Think, Please explain. for me, so... It has that tone to me. It feels a little bit self-involved and inauthentic. How can we build a personal brand without being lame? Oh, my goodness. Okay. <laughs> I, you go. You were about to say no, something. No, I was just laughing. Okay. Because I, think, I don't know what it is, but it just makes me kind of go, oh. How do you feel talking about yourself? Yeah, I don't know. Okay. I like talking about ideas. Yep. I find it easy to talk about what I value, but if I don't like the sense of I'm crafting an image. I know that we all have a brand, whether we like it or not, it just happens. But how do you make it so it's not like inauthentic or trying to, I often think about the influences on Instagram and how their aesthetic looks a certain way. And to me, I'm like, I don't know, I cringe at that. How do we create a brand that actually is aligned to who we are rather than crafting an image? I get that. I actually believe that most people are probably having a cringe moment when they're in a position where they feel like they need to talk about themselves in some way, shape or form. And I've actually struggled and had to reconcile that myself. How I've done that is to almost redefine, well, what does this look like? We talked about the idea of differentiating yourself from the people around you. That does not mean that you need to be different or you need to do something new. 
it just means that you do need to work out, well, what are your values? What are you known for? How would other people who know you really well describe you? Or what are those things where, and the workplace is a good place to explore this idea. What is that thing that people go to Shelley for? Then find a way to push that out to the world, whether they've met you or not. So you are actually taking the essence of who you are and you're just using that. You do not need to come up with something brand new or a persona that you think other people will like or will respond to. Well, you just need to do you. Does that help? Yeah, that's good, Em. I think it's it's helpful to know you're not crafting a persona. It's really who you are and you're just articulating that in a clearer way. And I think that's helpful to kind of unpack that. So we can have a personal brand. I'm hearing you say we can have a personal brand without being lame. Is that true? You absolutely can. But just go with who you are and what you know. And sometimes it can be easier to work that out by asking yourself questions where you put yourself in the shoes of the people who know you well. So put yourself in the shoes of your boss, put yourself in the shoes of your best friend or your partner or your family and friends who if you were to go to them or if I was to go to them and say, hey, tell me about Shelley, what are they going to say? You might actually even go and ask them and then come up with what are those themes and find comfort and confidence in starting to push that out to the world right in your own words. Don't try and emulate somebody else. Okay. And so what are the questions that we can ask ourselves to really start to define or understand our unique personal brand? I would be asking, what are you better at than everyone else? That might be a one percenter. It might be narrow. It might not be, but what are you better at than everyone else? What do people come to you for above and beyond anyone else? What motivates you? What do other people compliment you on? So thinking about over time, because again, this is not a transaction. This is not about one moment or one experience or one interaction that people have with you. Reputation is built over a long period of time and then it's maintained and it actually needs to be maintained carefully in order to keep it aligned to your own identity. Don't let it get away from you, but also know that it will take consistent effort to build and to have people really recognize you for that because a reputation is long-term. So thinking about, okay, over time, what have people been complimenting me on? What can you actually, so I love this idea of energy and what gives you energy. So what are those things or what is that place where, whether you want to call it flow, in the zone, uh, you know, you're doing deep work. I know that probably resonates with you, Shelley. You've been reading that book and, and raving about it this year. But what are those things or what is that thing that you can actually spend hours doing without feeling overwhelmed or tired It's unique to you because I guarantee if you can work out what that is, there's someone else who they would be the complete opposite and it is absolutely not part of their personal brand because they would have their energy totally sucked and drained from that. But for you, it's special. Then I'd be trying to work out how does that fit with where you are now and where you'd like to get to in the future and actually aiming for a personal brand that is still true to you. It still makes sense in your world but it is going to be enough aspirational uh, in the vibe that you can be working towards something that can be setting you up for success in the future. Great. And I love that, that there is that kind of growth piece in there, that there's a bit of that aspirational challenge and stretch to kind of, I suppose, live that out every day. And, and what do you want it. to be known for? What do you want people, take control of your narrative, what do you want people to be saying about you when you're not there? One way I've, I've thought about personal brand is what value do you offer those around you? So thinking about 
who your customers are, what do you want their experience of you to be and what legacy do you want to leave when you leave an organisation or or maybe you're kind of after every interaction, what do I want that interaction to leave someone with? I love that word legacy. The other thing that's really important to think about though in this flow of where am I at now, what's my aspiration and how am I leaving people with a feeling and an experience every time they have an interaction with me, whether it be via email, when they're looking at their LinkedIn profile and I'm not there or whether they're talking to me is congruence as well. So actually having that be consistent and having some consideration for what am I wearing, how am I speaking and how is that reflected and how am I behaving and then how is that reflected across all those mediums? I think it's really important to have clarity of your personal brand so that you can have that consistency and that congruence in how people engage with you. And that brand that people create for themselves in the business actually can lead to some really great opportunities internally, particularly when we think of a lot of roles are not actually advertised or recruited for. They're managed internally through direct appointment or secondment or promotion. And in that context, your brand, what you're known for is one of the key drivers of whether you're going to get that job or not. And so as we get more intentional about crafting it, we actually position ourselves, as you talk about, and with career self-reliance, for those new opportunities. But if there isn't that congruence and there's inconsistency in, I guess, what we're known for, our employer may look at us as a potential hire or promotion prospect and not be totally sold because they're not actually sure about who we are and what we stand for. Or have you even seen... Shell, when you might have, you know, you're in the HR manager role and there's some discussion around who would be right for the vacancy or for the project lead, but there's actually a difference in opinions because of different experiences or a lack of clarity that different managers have had with one individual or with a couple of different individuals. And so there then becomes, it starts to feel a little bit harder. You maybe don't, feel like you know what you're going to get. So the risk increases. And when we think about recruitment, whether it's recruiting into a whole new business or it's actually that internal movement that's a little bit more organic, you're trying to manage risk and you want to know what you're getting. A hundred percent. And in that scenario of one person's experience may be completely different of a, of a person. I think some of those dynamics that come into play is when someone manages upwards really well, but they don't manage those peer-to-peer relationships mm. well. And that then comes back to bite someone later on when they haven't maybe managed some of those cross relationships well. And then maybe that puts them in a disadvantage. Whereas if we think about who we are, what we're known for, what we value and what we want others to see in us and creating that congruence, It is going to set us up well for internal opportunities. And it comes back to self-awareness in that if you are managing not only your reputation across those different relationships, peer-to-peer, upwards or outwards, but also linking that consistently with your awareness of yourself, your identity, that will play into your personal brand as well. People will start saying, wow, he or she has really great self-awareness. And that is a huge tick as far as your personal brand goes. Okay, so let's get really practical. What can we do and what would you recommend for people to do to build their personal brand if they haven't worked on this before? Okay, I think even if they have worked on this before, there's probably room 
to include some of these ideas. But if we have a bit of a brainstorm, I'm going straight in my mind to LinkedIn, which we've mentioned. So making sure that you're out there updating it, you keep it up to date, you've got a really clear photo, you've got all of your experience and your bio, try and build your connections. So when you're meeting people, actually going away and sending them a nice little note, sending them a connection request and keeping them in your network, that's easy, so accessible, and it takes a little bit of time, but once you're up and running, so much more manageable. I'd be thinking about what do you wear. Now, what do you wear is not meant to sound like go out and buy a whole new wardrobe, but it is meant to give you, I guess, a little prompt to ask yourself, am I dressing appropriately for the what I'm doing now and what I am trying to achieve in the future based on what I want to be known for or who I want to be known as. Now, that's relevant whether you're working in a cafe, whether you're a student or whether you're in a corporate job in a high-rise building in a capital city. Really important to consider that that actually has a huge impact not only on first impressions but also the judgments that people make of you whether we like it or not. I'm looking at your resume. I'm thinking about what does your personal social or sort of internet footprint look like. So if I was to Google your name, I'd encourage you all to go and Google your name and see what pops up. But in particular, when you do that, click Google Images. That's a big one. Scroll halfway down the page, then you'll start to see some things. As a recruiter, do you search people on Google? Absolutely. Totally. Do you always like what you find? No, not (laughs) at all. And it has changed minds. In particular, Facebook, Instagram, those sorts of platforms, probably more than Google, although Google plays a role, absolutely. Uh, They have changed minds on decisions, hiring decisions. Yeah, right. Well, it's good to jump on Google Images, have a look, see what's up there, see if any photos. From MySpace, that's usually a good one. They often pop up. So, If anyone remembers MySpace. (laughs) I do. Maybe a little bit out of date and not your best current self. When I've thought about this, especially because as I mentioned, I sometimes get a bit weird and find it you know, I don't, I don't want it to be like image management because that's where to me I get that, oh, like, is it real? Is it genuine? Is it authentic? Because authenticity to me is something I really value. And so looking at this whole concept of personal brand, I just come back to as a person, what do I value? And for me, two of the things that I value, are, as I mentioned, authenticity and fun. And so if that's part of how I've kind of thought about my personal brand, if I want to, um, how do I want to be perceived by others? Well, I want my interactions with other people to be fun and I want them to know that I'm my genuine, authentic self. And so I think a way that we can look at this whole concept is what do I value and what do I want other people to see in me? And that is how I've kind of tried to keep it real. I've had feedback on emails that I send where people have said to me, and this has happened more than once, so I'm getting that consistency over time, from different audiences and they go, I've never found someone who can write an email that sounds so much like they speak. And that is one of the biggest compliments that from a personal branding point of view, I've received because what that tells me is that I'm being authentic. When I'm rocking up and I'm speaking with them in a meeting or I'm meeting them over coffee or maybe I'm on the phone and then when they're receiving an email from me, they know it's me and there's personality and there's a true person coming through that they can go yeah I I know this person I'm getting to know this person and I think that is huge and I have no doubt you would be the same in the way that you communicate in all those ways 
And I love that. I, I guess that comes back to your comment before of that congruency. How do we create that? That who we are in each of our interactions makes sense to that person and it resonates and it connects all those dots. So, and do you know what I'd say to you, Shell? Don't overthink it. So I hope this gives you a bit of an intro into personal brand, get you started on thinking about what do I value, what do I want to be known for, and how do I create that congruency in how people relate and experience and interact with me. To set you up for opportunities in the future. 100%. All right, well, thanks for hanging out. We'll see you next time. See ya. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.